This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 63. This episode is brought to you by my email list. Yeah, my email list. Now, it's super fun to get emails from me because I love to send my readers deals, coupons, free resources, everything that I know that they might really be interested in in the homeschool world, like what conference is going on or what's a great deal happening right now. And I also give you the password to my members-only resource library. So if you want to get on my email list, which I highly recommend you join thousands of other homeschool moms and get have me get in your inbox a couple times a week with some important information. So if you want to jump in my email list, you can find an easy way to do that if you go to 41more.com forward slash email. Welcome to episode number 63. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 63. This episode is all about homeschool math help, and it's a conversation I was able to have with Kate Snow. Now, Kate is also a homeschool mom, but she's a math whiz. She actually, I found this fun fact on her website. She said, as far as I know, I'm the only person ever to graduate from Harvard with both a math degree and an elementary teaching certificate. So she knows what she's talking about when she tries to give math advice. And you know, math is one of those subjects for whatever reason in the homeschool world, we can get paralyzed thinking, how am I going to teach my kids math? Well, she writes math books for the Well-Trained Mind Press. She also has a blog at kateshomeschoolmath.com. And we're going to link to her blog, to all her math resources. She's coming out with a curriculum as well. And we'll talk about that in this podcast episode. So I want you to sit back and enjoy. We're going to talk about what to look for in a math curriculum. You know, can you switch math curriculums? You're going to ruin your kids. All these burning questions that you probably have as as well as me. I have these same questions as I try to navigate this tricky subject in our homeschool as well. So here's my conversation with Kate Snow. Kate, thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Abby. I'm just thrilled to be here. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad to have you. So some people might already have your books in their homeschool, on their homeschool library shelves, but if they don't, could you introduce yourself to my audience? Sure. So um, I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I have a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old. Um, and I've done kind of a little of everything when it comes to math education. Um, my background is in math education. My degree is in math. I have a master's degree. I taught public school math, but then I also have homeschooled my own kids. I've taught homeschool co-op classes. I've tutored older kids, and then I've also written some books. Um, and I got into this when I was first homeschooling, and I realized how much all of my friends were struggling to teach their kids math. I was kind of like the mom at the co-op lunch table where everybody was 
you know, like, like giving me the math questions, like, wait, this isn't working or my kid's crying or I'm so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to realize how many moms do struggle with teaching math in their homeschools. Um, and so five years ago, I just started my own blog and, you know, wrote a little article and sent it out to 20 friends. And um, from there, it's just kind of grown. And so now I have the Math Facts That Stick series, which is my, which are my books for helping kids master the math facts. Um, and I'm just beginning a full curriculum, um, kindergarten levels out now of the Math with Confidence series. Awesome. So you've homeschooled the whole time then with your kids? It's been kind of an on and off time. Some years, yes. Some years, no. Um, but, and now back again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've awesome. gone back and forth depending on our needs in a particular year. Yeah. Um, I know you, you've been a teacher. I've been a teacher in public school too. Do you think that makes it harder for us to homeschool sometimes to get our heads out of what we've always known and to try new things? I don't know. What do you think about that? I do. I think that um, it can feel like, especially that everything has to take a long time. Everything has to be written down or it doesn't count somehow. Um, It's definitely taken a long time for me to get out of that mindset. Um, But I, I just see how freeing it is every time I do. That's is that awesome. how you see it too? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause you think this is the way that I taught. So this must be the way we homeschool and it, it right. isn't, it's so different with one-on-one with your kids. So it is. And just the difference between teaching one child versus 25. Yes. I mean, you yes. do need training to manage a classroom of 25 right. people. Yes. But a committed mom can absolutely do it for That's her right. Family. That's right. And that's what I love to tell my listeners and readers, and I'm sure you do too, that like you don't have to have a teaching degree to do a great job with homeschooling. Absolutely. So, yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to always be easy or you're not going to have right. to do research, but even as a, right. as a certified teacher, I often find myself having to brush up on a skill yes. or remember something. Or That's right. That's why I'm so glad we're talking about the subject of math curriculum because that is such a scary subject for whatever reason for a lot of parents. They think, well, okay, I could maybe homeschool these other subjects, but math, like they, in their, in our minds, it feels hard and scary. So what do you tell parents they should look for in a math curriculum? Like what are your guidelines? What are your best tips? What do you tell so I think the first thing I tell people is not to be scared, especially if you're starting out with a younger student. You know, if you're starting out in kindergarten, you've got this. <laughs> and you can learn along with your child. And a lot of times moms are pleasantly surprised at how much they relearn when uh, they're moving along with their student. Um, so many of us did not have very good math educations. Mm-hmm. And so just because math didn't go so well for you in school, that does not mean that you are doomed to a life of never understanding numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, you know, we are also capable of growing and learning. And I just, I just love that. Um, so that'd be my tip number one. Don't be terrified. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's both, I would say, an art and a science to choosing curriculum. Um, So I suggest that parents start with kind of the rational part of their brain. Like, what kind of learner is my student? Do I want like a really hard challenging program or something that's pretty easy because my kid is kind of intimidated by math? Um, What's my budget? (laughs) How much time do I think I have every day to devote to math? Um, And also to look for programs that help kids learn both the how and the why of math. You know, both how to do math, those skills that you need to be proficient, um, but also to understand the concepts that underlie those skills. Um, So that's kind of like the practical side of what you're looking for in a program. 
But then, then there's also kind of the gut side. <laughs> this is the art side. So once people have narrowed down their choices based on those like real like left brain criteria, um, I think it, you just really have to pretend you're going to use the program the next day. Like read those samples, be ruthlessly realistic about what your real days look like and your real kid that you're teaching. It's so easy to fall in love with something that's super cute or has some really great features. But a lot of times what really makes the difference for kids with math is whether the way the material is presented, it's just how your kid thinks. And to figure that out, you've just got to pretend that you're sitting down with your child teaching it. And like, how would my kid react? Is this kind of the general way that my child approaches the world? You know, and that's, I hate to give that advice almost because it's a little intimidating, but you know your kid. (laughs) So you better just really pretend that you're teaching it and think, okay, would this jump make sense? Would this next step make sense? Will we be generally happy to sit down every day and do this together? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's that right-brained imaginative side almost that I feel like you've got to bring to the process as well. Do you think we should be sticking with curriculum that is created for the homeschool um, community? Like, is there a danger in using something that's made for a classroom? Does that matter? Uh, I think the biggest challenge is that stuff written for classrooms usually has just way more than you. Um, So for example, like Singapore Math has their U.S. primary series, as well as their new dimensions program. I was just updating my reviews of these and looking at the dimensions again. And it's a great program, but oh my goodness, activity options upon activity options. Um, and so if you're a box checker, who's going to feel like you have to do it all, like those big classroom guides, they just look way too much. Or if you just feel like you're like, I don't know what to choose because I'm new at this. You know, I don't have teacher pedagogy classes behind me. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, they can be overwhelming. And so it's not to say that they're bad. They're still good math. But um, I do, that's what I see as the biggest danger. Have you run into that with your own teaching? Yeah. And even not just in math, but I love just open and go like something that's written for me with one child. Yeah. I don't want to sift through a teacher book, you know, a teacher's edition of something every day that we have to sit down. Like it's, if it's too complicated, I won't use it. So exactly. And you just have to modify so many things, Mm -hmm. you know, like in that dimensions guide, we're just thinking like, Oh, most of these activities, they don't even apply for homeschool because they're like, here's what you should send them off to do in small groups or something. Yeah. And open and go. I am all about open and go as well. I just scripted, ready to go, get you going. So I do think that's better, you know, and there's so many good materials in the homeschool market. Like why not use ones that are written for you to use at home? Right. So I'm guessing, and I'll, I will link to your blog in the show notes, but I'm guessing, so then you have reviews on like lots of different options people can yeah. check out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I have a whole detailed article on how to choose curriculum that kind of okay. gets that these like two sides yeah. of the process. Um, okay. We can link to that too. So people Definitely. can go straight there. And okay. it has, that article has all my links to all my reviews in it. Oh, perfect. All right. So let's talk about the two different kinds of moms that are listening. First, let's talk about the mom who's just going to start homeschooling, you know, pretty soon, either because of this pandemic, she's like, okay, I'm homeschooling, or maybe she was going to start anyway. She's got young kids or she's jumping in with kids, you know, in whatever grade, like she hasn't really thought about it. Where would you tell her to start? Like, do you have a recommendation for her or other than go and look at your article? Is there, is there anything else to know? I mean, I really would say go and like do this process. I just think it's one where there's not for making like the investment 
of a full year program, Mm -hmm. you don't want to just jump right into that and just buy something because I said, Hey, this will work, you know, but I do think that anybody who is starting fresh, especially if you're pulling kids out of school, you know, for not a kindergartner, not a brand new kindergartner, but a kid who's been in school a while, I think it's such a good idea to just buy like a cheapo workbook and just do some math together Mm -hmm. out of that for a little bit, just to see like, where is your child at? How do do they feel about math? Just to get used to working together a little bit. You know, that's a good way to kind of get your feet wet before you spend a hundred dollars on a math program. Um, You know, my math facts books are another good option for that because they are, you know, they're scripted, they're quick, and they're not a big investment and you're doing something useful with them. But any sort of math supplement where you can just kind of, you know, where if it goes, if it's horrible and you're like, this is not the right thing, you can just be like, yeah, so I wasted yeah. 15 bucks, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I love that. the same pressure. I love that idea. That's totally great because they might not be on grade level too, if you're pulling them out. And so that way you can figure out, oh, this was too hard for them or they flew right through this book. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no, there's no rule that says that you have to be ready to go on day one with yes. the thing you're going to use all year long. Yes. So it's okay to, ease into it. And it's okay to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, I know I put so much pressure on myself to be a perfect mom in all respects. That's something I'm working on. And I think we all are probably, um, but to be like, you know, you might pick a math program and it might take you six weeks to be like, Oh my goodness, this was not the right choice. Um, to be easy on yourself, but Hey, if you can make that mistake with the the cheapo workbook from Costco or something <laughs> before yeah. you uh, do the hundred dollar bus, but it's probably. I love that. Okay. So what if you're on the other spectrum and you've been homeschooling for a while, maybe you're in the middle of the year when you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Oh, my math is not working for us. Is it okay to switch math curriculums? Will we ruin our kids? What is your advice for that kind of situation? Oh. I just love it that you're asking this because I do feel like there's so much, there's somehow this like myth in the homeschool world that you just should never ever switch your math program because there's going to be gaps and your child is going to miss things and like they're never going to be an engineer now. It's all your fault, you know, <laughs> um, because really, you know, most programs cover pretty much the same stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not always the same order. It's not always in the same year, mm-hmm. but they're all pretty much getting to the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just say that for straight up to be like, you know, if your math program is making your kid cry, <laughs> it's making you cry. You are both just so sick of it and hate it. <laughs> you know, if this is happening, not just like, you know, a few days or during this COVID time when everybody's a little bit mm-hmm. extra emotional and stressed out, um, if it's really not working, it's really okay to switch programs. Um, I think my son, he's in seventh grade, and I think he has used four different math programs, and he's just fine. <laughs> and I, every switch has been for a good reason, and it's enhanced his math instruction, I think. And it's helped me understand his needs as a learner better each time, too. Um, and so so I say, yes, absolutely, you can switch, but with a couple caveats. Which is first to make sure that you get to the root of the problem. I think sometimes people are just like, oh, we just need something that's more fun or more colorful or, you know, like go deeper than that. Really think about like, what's really not working? Where does this go off the rails? Or where does my child not seem to be understanding? Or where am I not supported enough as a teacher? 
Um, I think sometimes moms get kind of halfway through a year and then are like, uh, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I've kind of lost the thread. Mm-hmm. I once had a tutoring student who got halfway through algebra. I was just, the, he and his mom were both like, oh, we're just lost. <laughs> That's where I stepped in and uh, tutored him and kind of regrouped from algebra, you know, so get to the root of like, where's, where's this falling off the rails so that you can fix it instead of just switching and switching and switching. That makes sense. Um, and then beyond that, the second caveat is take the placement test. Mm. Um, if you're switching programs, you must have your child do a placement test for the new program. Uh, because like I said, you know, what's second grade in one program is third grade in another and it's first grade in another. So, you you know, and it, your child might not place in the same grade level. Mm-hmm. Also, that's okay. And that's another thing that freaks us out. to feel like our kids aren't on grade level right yes Uh, what have you had experience with that or no I not necessarily but I was actually thinking though I guess here's another question right if you have several kids in your family do you have to use the same curriculum for everyone is there a benefit to that or have you do you know families that you that have four different kids four different math curriculums what's your advice there well you know it's all what you can manage right I mean, ideal, like if it's both your budget, right? It's better to just buy the instructor's guide and then use that four times, of course. Um, And then as a parent, you you get to know a program well. And so it's, I love it when programs become kind of old friends, you know, (laughs) like, oh, this again, yay. Um, And you become more skillful, you more confident as you're teaching. So, and it's not that everything has to be perfect for every single one of our children, right? Children who go to school just use whatever math program, that district has chosen for every child in the district. Yes. But we do have the freedom that if something's not working to switch it up. Right. So it's really, I think, a matter of what every individual parent can handle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I love that. So, so if I was going to put you on the spot, now you are yeah. writing your own curriculum, which I'm sure is going to be your favorite, but if you <laughs> have a favorite, like, and I know this might vary depending on the grade, but did you, do you have a favorite that that's worked great for your family? Oh, I have several. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, I, so I used write start math for my kids when they were youngest uh, for their first several years. And it's a very hands-on, very parent intensive, very manipulative based program. Great for number sense crazy expensive. Mm. Uh, so I kind of call it the Cadillac of uh, math programs, um, but very parent intensive. So even with two kids, I was like, I cannot yeah. do two of these lessons today. Wow. Um, and, and my son's a pretty advanced math learner. Um, so for him, it's right start as a spiral program where everything's taught in small chunks. Mm. And it was hard to accelerate for him because it was hard for me to know exactly how far we needed to go with each topic each day. Yeah. Um, so he used Beast Academy for several years, which I absolutely adore. Are you familiar with that at all? No, no. It's um, from Art of the Art of Problem Solving, which produces like kind of advanced textbooks for middle school and high school grades. Um, and it's graphic novels. Super, it's probably the most challenging homeschool math uh, out there. Wow. Um, very problem solving yeah. and um, very advanced and very fun. And so for me as a math person yeah. to be able to do that with him, I just ate it up, but it's not for everybody. Yeah. Some people think, Oh, graphic novel will be like, so great. And it's, it's really hard. <laughs> oh. Um, and then of course I am a big fan of my math with confidence series, okay. uh, only the kindergartens out right now. Yes. Um, but I've had so much fun working on this program. It's, um, just a really fun, playful, conversational 
uh, program that my goal is really that it will support parents well, like that it provides, it's open and go. Yeah. Lots of notes to help you grow as a math teacher while you're teaching, but not so much that you're overwhelmed or to get slowed down. Uh, picture book activities, enrichment activities, and uh, lots of fun stuff in there. Cool. So you said kindergarten's out. Mm-hmm. Is this digital or can you get a print copy as well? Uh, it's available from Well-Trained Mind Press. And so, yes, you can get the print copies directly from them or from Amazon. Um, they're also selling the PDFs. I really recommend um, print if possible. You know, the workbook is full color. So um, you want that. You want it in all its glory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then a new level will come out each year through at least fourth grade. Nice. Um, okay. Each spring. So kindergarten just released and then we'll continue a year at a time from there. So yeah, so first grades, the pilot testers are just wrapping up and then I'm just beginning second grade. And if anybody sees this in the next couple of weeks and would like to be part of the pilot test, they are welcome to join that and can get more info on my website. Cool. We will link to all that. That's neat. Now we have had the chance to try your addition facts that stick. Can you tell us about that whole series you have? And like, you could really use that with any curriculum, right? This is, can you tell us about those books you have? Sure. So the facts that stick series is a supplemental series, right? It's like you said, it's not meant to be used on its own. Um, And there's a book for addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, and each one just covers the facts for that particular operation. Um, And the funny thing about a lot of math programs is that they don't really spend much time on the math facts or it's always just kind of like get out the flashcards and do these again today. Um, And so I actually started writing it because I was tutoring a little girl who was in fourth grade and she could not add four plus three. She had no number sense. And so I wanted like an easy, like streamlined way to help her master those addition facts quickly. Um, And so basically each book divides the facts into kind of manageable chunks and then provides a scripted lesson, a game and practice pages um, to help your child master that chunk before you move on to the next one. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what those are all about. And I recommend doing one at a time in order for parents who are wondering that, you know, start with addition and move forward. Um, and I do have assessments on my website. Um, if any parents are wondering, like, do I even need to work on the addition facts or not? Um, you know, they can print those out, give them to a student, and then they're keyed to the books. They know kind of where to start. Oh, I love that. I don't think I knew about those assessments. Oh, uh yes. For all the operations. Uh Yeah. Oh, I love that. Awesome. I also saw on your site, can you tell us about, you have a, you have a free, um, 10 lesson email course, right? Homeschool yeah. Math 101. Can you tell mm-hmm. us about that? Oh, sure. So Homeschool Math 101, you know, honestly, I just sat down and wrote it one day because I felt like I got a lot of the same questions and had a lot of the same concerns that parents brought to me over and over. And I would feel like I could kind of answer a question one off, but it was all part of like a bigger system that I wanted them to know about too. You know, I was like, you can get this answer, but that's not really the whole answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, it's just a 10 email course. It's completely free. You just sign up and then you get an email every few days. Um, and it just kind of goes through the basics of elementary math. Um, what's most important um, about for you to focus on during those years, how to choose a curriculum, how to use manipulatives, word problems, mental math, um, just kind of a lot of the things that the basic ideas of teaching homeschool math so that parents can feel well-equipped as they teach. 
So that sounds like people that are jumping in and not sure where to start, that might be a good place to start too then. Yeah, it's a great suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That. It just can get you kind of up to speed on what this is all about really quick and really yeah. easy. Cool. This has been really helpful and really interesting. As we wrap up, is there any final advice or encouragement you want to give moms? Well, my main advice, my main advice is to find the resources that help you teach math with confidence. This doesn't have to be a slog. It doesn't have to be something that makes you anxious every day. And it can even be fun. You know, not every day of school is going to be, you know, rip-roaring, joyful. Mm-hmm. But, um, but math can be a way that you connect with your student. They're exploring numbers together, playing games together, seeing how math uh, is applicable to the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to look for those opportunities in your math curriculum so you can really enjoy your time teaching your child math. Awesome. Thanks for chatting with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Abby. It was a pleasure. So no matter what kind of math curriculum you're using, I hope you were able to pick up some great uh, practical advice for helping your kids love to learn math. It's, as Kate says, it doesn't have to be tedious and boring. It can really be satisfying and even fun. And I know her resources help math become just that for your homeschool. So definitely check out all the links in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 63. And in the meantime... Happy homeschooling.